Hi everyone, this is Mia. And we're back again with another episode. And actually, this time, this episode is going to be very, very special because we've decided, or I decided that I was going to, for this week's guest, we were going to interview my mom. Wow! (laughs) Because, like, this whole show is about experiences and advice we can get from other people, right? And my mom... You know she's she's old. She's got she's got um advice. She's been through it, and so she has experience. And so yeah, I thought like what a great idea to interview my mom. So yeah, I feel honored and very pleased to be invited as a speaker. Wait, at this show, but this is our, your show. This is like our show. Yeah, what do you mean you're honored? But then today I presume it's your show, and I'm the guest. So okay, yeah. we can do it like that. <laughs> but yeah, so we're gonna interview my mom today, and I'm pretty I'm gonna really i'm basically gonna ask her the same questions i would ask anyone else but i do know a little bit about my mom's story so i might tailor it to my mom but um but yeah uh we're gonna interview my mom and we'll start off just like how we start off any other episode with the first question our favorite question and that is okay am i you ready we're starting now first question if someone were to write a book on your life what would you want the title to be actually I thought about writing book of my life for a long time. Wait, so you actually want to write your own book someday? Oh yes, I. W- oh, I mean, okay. I wish I could do it. Yeah. Okay. So anyway, and the title I decided to name it. You are enough. And the reason I chose this title, you are enough. It's not because I believe I have a better life than other people or I'm better than other people. But I chose this title because I believe actually everyone is special and everyone's life has special parts or inspirational ingredients. That's a very interesting word choice. (laughs) Inspirational ingredients. Which can be useful lessons to other people. Exactly. Especially to younger people. That's what our show is. Yeah, yeah. yeah, listen to grow. And everyone is special in one way or more. And from this point of view, I want to encourage or help some people through telling my story of life. And the message here I try to convey is we are all special and we are all enough to have a happy life. Hence why you would call your book You Are Enough? Yes, yes. Actually, can I just say something? (laughs) I actually helped my mom come up with this title because initially when we were brainstorming ideas, I think my mom's first idea was you're not special or something. What was the first idea? Like, remember when I asked you... Oh, I say ordinary persons, ordinary life. No, something like... Story. You're just... Oh, it was something weird. I helped her come up with this title. But yeah, yeah, I really like that. Um, Okay, so... Maybe people who listen to our show now can choose which one is better. You are enough or ordinary persons, ordinary life. Which one you is are better? enough is better. I'm saying, okay, okay. So you would call your book "You Are Enough." Okay, let's let's go to the very beginning chapters of this book. Mm-hmm. Let's go to the first page of this book. Yeah. When you were a little girl, um, or your childhood, do you have a particular memory that you still remember today that was a defining moment for your life? Yes, actually, you know, one thing I still remember is 
Since I was a little girl, I mean really little, not only age, but also physical condition. You're still a little girl, ma. <laughs> That's right. I have never been tall in my life. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, my eyes have always looked for far beyond the boundary of my country, oh, Korea. Oh, that's so metaphorical. <laughs> so the first day of school, when I came back home, um, receiving all the textbooks for a year, I put down all the textbooks on the floor to wrap them. And all the time I chose, I first chose the map of uh, the international, the book of the international maps. And I opened it and I looked for the countries like America, England, France, Germany, etc. Wait, so no Australia? Oh, actually, yeah, back then, I, <laughs> Australia didn't come to my mind okay. at all. Yeah. <laughs> That's oh, why, <laughs> you know, when you are little, it's like you don't know where you are going, yeah. your life. And yeah, it's actually a big surprise. <laughs> <laughs> so I wanted to travel and live in other countries. And um, so actually when I was little, I wanted to be a flight attendant oh. when I grew up. But then one of my neighbors uh, uh, visited our house and then she asked me, so Mia, what? would you like to be when you grow up? So I say, flight attendant. And then she says, mm, actually, you need to be tall and pretty to get the job. So I thought, oh, then maybe I had no chance. <laughs> yeah, I remember anyway, they, they kind of uh, days. Wait, so just to be clear, is the defining moment when that lady told you that you couldn't be a flight attendant or like the, the memory of looking at the textbooks? I mean, the memory of my textbooks, and then I looked for the countries in yeah. the big book of maps. It's like that uh, sceneries, mm-hmm. that memory is all the time in my mind. And again, when I um, recalled my childhood, I also remember that uh, disappointment when I heard from the neighbor, mm, I don't think uh, you can be flight attendant. <laughs> like, yeah. Actually, well, you need to thank them because if you had been a flight attendant, that would have been, oh no. Um, but yeah, okay. So if you guys don't know already, but my mom grew up in South Korea. So, mommy, what was it like, like going through school and the South Korean education system? Because I think a lot of people, like around the world, we see the Korean education system as very competitive. What was it like then? Uh, okay. And before I ans- answer to this question, actually, when Sora says, "Oh no, flight attendant," I I want to make it clear. It doesn't mean she thinks it's not a good job to be a flight attendant. Actually, Sora means that job might not be suitable for me. That's exactly yeah. what I meant because my mom is indeed short. She wouldn't be able to like uh, reach the suitcase things, the suitcase cabinets. Yeah, I might need to That's ask I mean. the yeah. Clients, uh, can you please help me to put your bag <laughs> and she up? And spilled things and everything. <laughs> okay, so no, no misunderstanding for that. Um, okay, the South. Yeah, yeah I, I'm from Korea, and then I, I got all the education in Korea, except for my tertiary education, higher education degree, uh, which is from Melbourne University. So, what was your high school like in South Korea? Uh, my high school days. Uh, it's very competitive, yeah. Sora, because Sora think uh, her school uh, in Australia is, is also very competitive. So she can't believe what I said. But uh, my school days, 
it's everyone. We our first goal and our last goal is to study, <laughs> and it's going to university. <laughs> our first goal and our last goal. <laughs> okay, so and it's like in Korea. Um, if I over exaggerate a little bit, it's like everyone goes to university. Um, it's not just choice even, you know. So everyone studied hard, and it, it was really competitive. So when I look, when I when I see Sora and Hano, my son and Sora's brother, um, they still have fun, you know. Yes. So I think it's great. I really, I really think it's great. You guys have more balanced life than I did. Um, so it's good because it's it's important to have a balance as well. And mm. sure, I had the fun as well. I mean, having said that, we all studied hard and then very competitive environment. We also had the fun and there's school trips like four days, um, three nights, four days, but we made the like four days trip, no night, zero night because... <laughs> Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we we say all night, all night fun, and then like the discotheque, you know, like dancing, and then yeah. So we we had the fun, and we I have some crazy memory as well. But uh, oh, yeah. were you a bit of a party girl, Oma? No, again, like everyone, it's it's yeah. not. We are not like individual. It's not individual choice even. We do whatever other people yeah. do together, you know. Having fun is like infectious when you're with your friends. Yeah. Um. So, so you mentioned that like you, your eyes had always looked past the boundary of your country. So you had an interest in the world beyond Korea. So when you were going through school, would you say that you had an idea of the direction and career that you wanted to take after school? Yes. And again, when I said my eyes were beyond the boundary of Korea, it's actually. Mostly, like I mean, mean the America because back, yeah, yeah. It was it was looking at America actually. I I mean uh, other countries as well, but mainly America. It's more Mm. precise and because back then to Koreans, America is a big thing, big hero. Mm. What like I think it still is the country of angel, whatever and um the country of angel. (laughs) Yeah, we we think uh, American is just. florist country mm. and they are great you, you know that kind of uh, I don't know it's a misconception or a stereotype <laughs> or a, anyway that was the image I had when I when I was little um what was your question Sora oh, I was uh, saying oh. like because you you knew that you had an interest in international oh, boundary yes, yes. like did you know when you were young mm-hmm. and you're going through school like yes career? yeah I mean, what I studied at uni is uh, studying English and Chinese, but it was not a surprise at all. Um, I mean, the knowing my interest since I was little, so I knew I I would study foreign languages. Again, back then, not many Korean people had experience about Western countries, so speaking English is is big thing. Mm. It's like no trouble getting a good job, and and especially for a girl, that was a very popular study area. So I wanted to study foreign languages, especially English. Yeah, because of your goal to one day, you know, go beyond yeah, Korea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so so what has then when you were studying languages in university? What was it like, like studying languages? What are the highlights and the lowlights of studying languages? Uh, highlights is uh, when you learn foreign languages. You are not learning only language, but you are learning culture, oh, that's so true. everything, yes. isn't it? Yeah. 
Um, so when I and especially when you learn foreign languages, you can't be shy. Yes, yeah, yes. you can't be afraid uh, to make a mistake. So gradually, even my my personality is going to be more um, extra yeah, extravagant. Yeah, 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 because I need to talk to people, and so at the beginning I was very shy. For example, I went to the. I mean, boy and the girl university, yeah. Mm-hmm. And then because until um, elementary school, that's boy and girls education system. But middle school and high school, six years, I went to only girls high school and mm-hmm. middle school, which is, was very popular back then. So when I went to university, suddenly there were men, boys. <laughs> I was too shy even to walk to the libraries because I need to pass the big hall when boys were smoking. Back then, back then we smoked inside. We? No, you? No, no, I didn't smoke. I'm not a smoker, but I mean people smoked. Clarify that. (laughs) Yeah, people smoked inside of the building. So anyway, I remember I need to when I arrived in the library. I didn't realize there was a big hole and I need to walk through it to go to the study area. And I was really shy. When I walked to the study area, I felt like everyone is watching me. But and they're not. I, I know, I know. <laughs> but I was not smart enough yeah. to know that. So, I mean, uh, I was really shy. But then learning foreign languages, English and Chinese, I need to meet um Many people, I need to talk to them. Mm. And then I gradually become more, I say, confident or more extravagant. Because yeah. of studying languages. That was definitely one of the highlights mm. of studying languages. Mm. Yeah, because, um, like, uh, well, I, I'm not bilingual. Like, I can't say I'm bilingual, but I, like, I'm still learning Korean, like, as I go, I guess. My mom, I speak Korean with her. And, like, studying languages is, like, really hard. Like, a lot of my friends study languages and, like, to study languages you have to be kind of vulnerable because you have to put yourself out there because in order to study the language you need to speak the language and so you're going to make a mistake and so like it's it's hard studying languages but yeah it makes you more confident once you put yourself out there that's why i wanted to ask that question because i think studying languages can really teach you something um so so you study languages um in university and then um what what, what happened next after university where did you go where so you my first go? job my first job was yeah. working for the ministry of environment so before graduating i get got the position i was so lucky and my my duties were like translating um the minutes or any documents in english into korean um, so that was my first job, and then my second job is business center in Hotel Lotte, one of the major international hotels in Korea. So all my jobs are related to um, like English um, skilled area. Mm, yeah. So after studying um, foreign languages at uni, I I could work at the international areas. So. Wait, I just have a mm. question because if you like, you don't, you guys probably don't know this, but you know, like you're quite like environmentally concerned. Like you like save all the plastic and everything. Mm. Is this because of your first job at the Ministry of Environment? Maybe what I, well, I think Koreans are more conscious about 
Environment. Uh, environment issues or sorting out the yeah. rubbish is recycled stuff and non-recycled stuff. Uh, Actually, culture. Uh, yeah, uh. you know. Uh, <laughs> but I I also know Australians are very interested yeah, in very. preserving environment as well. That's why when I first came down to Australia to live, I was a little bit surprised to see they don't really sort out yeah. recycled stuff and non-recycled stuff. It's more actually. Uh, Strict in Korea, uh, yeah. so Korea have like yeah. a separate food bin. Mm. Yeah, this is just a random question because my mom, like, she's very concerned about the environment. <laughs> she's she will yell at us if we don't yeah. recycle, and she keeps all the plastic containers. And uh, just hearing this Ministry of Environment thing made me wonder. <laughs> but yeah, okay. <laughs> just my habit was I was raged th- like that. That's mm. why. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so so you had your first job. Um, I want to sneak in a little question here. What would you say were your strengths and weaknesses um, like through... Because mm. obviously that was your first job. You went through other jobs. What, what was the second job? My second job, I briefly mentioned uh, working for a business center in Hotel Lotte. Oh, yes. What was the third job? And my third job, I moved to the Hyatt Hotel, Hyatt Regency mm-hmm. in Seoul, Korea. Um, and then I briefly went to America and then came back. And then I taught uh, kids English at a in foreign language institute um, very short time. And then I was lucky to join Australian Embassy in Korea. And that's how all my connections to Australia started. Okay, <laughs> then we'll return back to that Australian Embassy thing. But I just want to sneak in a little question here. Like, so far, like, actually, throughout your whole career, what would you say were your strengths and weaknesses as a career woman? Because you've, you went through a lot of jobs, like, we're going to get through it, but you were, you eventually did become the director and the, the, the manager, like a high manager position or something. So what were your strengths and weaknesses? Uh, Can I first say my strengths in general? Yeah. And again, I didn't know this, this actually, but then some people told me, oh, Mia, you are very positive person. You are very positive. So it's actually not what I found about myself, but other people told me. Who said this? Okay, I will tell you two occasions. Um, first occasion, I heard this very like strongly. Or it's just deep in my mind is, you know, since I was little, I was not particularly strong. I mean, I like don't... physically or mentally? Oh, definitely physically. Because my strength, I said, uh, is I've, I'm a positive person. So since I was little, I regularly, I had like a traditional medicine. Yeah. Um, and then it's one, one day in my 20s. So I visited um, the traditional medicine doctor. And then he actually told me, he compared me to the brand of car and he says uh, there are many different cars like from um, Benz. Mercedes. Yeah, yeah, very strong car. And Audi. Yeah, and then there's a little car, um, Tico is the brand name. I have I no mean, idea what that is. Yeah, yeah, I don't think Tico, the brand, brand is uh, working now, but <laughs> 1980s. Tico is anyway the oh, li- very little car. So the the doctor told me, Mia, you were born as Tico, and it's not fortunate for you because there's Benz, Audi, very strong engine car, but you were born car like Tico. And then doctor continued to say, however, don't be disappointed. 
Uh, but you are mentally really strong and then you are very positive person. So actually your mental strength carry on your physical weakness. Wait, okay, two things. Uh, uh. He said that you're like a Tico, but now there's no Ticos left. That's not a good analogy, because now there's no Tico cars left. No, 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 no. I don't think. Uh, uh, I don't think why you see it that way. Okay. Because 1980s, he just used to like uh, a random, no, yeah, comparisons. Okay. Yeah. Okay, but I thought because you've used that analogy to me, I thought you came up with that. A doctor told you that. Yeah, doctor oh. told me, and then actually since then it's like in my mind. So I. And again, other people also told me, "Oh, you are very positive," and so it's all the time my mind. Oh, I'm strong mentally. I'm strong. I'm positive. But that kind of mindset, I believe, helped me to go through a bit hard time as well. And again, because I have a, like a positive uh, way of thinking. I think I'm sort of lucky as well. Things go well for me, but I believe it's because I have that kind of a positive mindset. Mm. And in a way, I'm grateful for the doctor who told me, yeah. be- because I know I'm not physically that strong. But then he really told me because what he told me is not focus. It's not my physical weakness. His highlight is uh, you are very positive, you are strong, you are mentally strong, you can cope with your physical weakness, isn't it? Mm. So I'm grateful for the doctor and after hearing that, it's all it's all the time my mind. So for example, I'm like uh, several hours I'm sad or I'm mad, later I all the time come out of it and I say, okay, I can do it, I'm strong. You know, I'm positive, like that. Mm, okay. Mm. Okay, so your strengths is that you would say you're a pretty positive person? Yeah, I, I think that's number one asset okay. for me. Yeah. And what would you say were, are your weaknesses? Well, weaknesses, so many. <laughs> so which one should I sell? Um, let me, okay, I'm very honest here, actually. I'm not a cool person. Oh, no. <laughs> oh. you know, I it's not it's not for other people told me, but I just know I'm not a cool person. Okay, I'm I admit it here. So wait, Emma, everyone oh. says you're like a cool mom. Like, yeah, I oh, don't Mia believe so it. Cool. I don't believe it. I'm, I'm not born to be cool, you know. Oh, but you're cute. I yeah, cute and cool are different. Yeah. <laughs> okay. You know what? What I mean, what I mean here is, you know, some people are relaxed. Yeah. Some people. Are, oh. Yeah. Some yeah. people like are re- relaxed. Yeah. Hano, my son, he's a bit like that. So that's one part I admire for my son. I'm not be born to be relaxed person. Mm. I'm all the time a little bit anxious. So. Uh, I want more, you know? Oh, no. Yeah. Because I think that's me too, but I don't want to say I'm not a cool person. <laughs> but then, okay, good news for me, then, Sora, is when I'm getting older, yeah, I can be better. <laughs> you can be cooler? I think so. Yeah, I can why, be. That's I, why my friends all say you're cool. Uh, maybe that's maybe why. Maybe you weren't cool when you were younger, but now you're a little yeah, bit more cool. Yeah, when I was younger, never. So here's just some good news for Sora to be get older yeah oh no (laughs) okay 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 very interesting weaknesses okay so going back um you you got a job at the embassy Mm -hmm. of uh, australian embassy in korea in korea okay Mm -hmm. so what did you learn from there what was the journey from there um okay first of all let me 
tell you about this. How I joined the embassy, besides many other facts, I think uh, my connection or uh, like, how can I say? Networking? Yeah, yeah. Networking Network? helped me. Network is so important, important right? Important, isn't yeah. it? Because, because when I worked for the Ministry of Environment, my first job, I met Australian scientist Peter oh. Menins. Wait, the Australian scientist was working in the Ministry of Environment? Oh, not all the time, but we sometimes have visiting ah. researchers and scientists at the embassy, oh, cool. uh, at, the, at the Ministry of Environment. Wow. So I help them and like that. So I met uh, Peter Manins, uh, who's from CSIRO Melbourne. And actually, um, he told, he uh, introduced Australia to me as well. And I um kept kept the connection with him after leaving the Ministry of Environment. So when I joined the embassy, he gave me good reference, and I believe that helped me to get a job. Mm. So I wanna emphasize, I mean not uh intentionally, but genuinely, it's good to love people and to build good re- relations mm. and networking. Because it helped you get the job at the embassy. And again, they make your life more rich or um, give you oh, more yeah, chance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, there was a research. I remember in year six, we were studying this research about a guy had conducted a research investigation into like what makes you have the most fulfilling life. And it was like a huge research that he conducted over like like a 50 years or something. And then the thing, his final findings and his results were that relationships, relationships mm. are the answer to yeah. a good and fulfilling life. And relationships are definitely networking, right? Networking exactly. is basically relationships. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, so you worked at the embassy. Mm-hmm. How did you become? Because I know this. Like, I'm kind of jumping forward. But how did you become the director of IDP? Like, how did you get into that position? So when I joined the Australian Embassy, first it's for science section as a senior research officer. But then science? So Wait. Because my first job oh, environment. environment. So you yeah. were in the environment science section of embassy? Yeah, yes, yes. I didn't know that. That's how I joined the embassy. Then the counselor, my boss, he moved to education section. After a few months, I joined the um, science department at the embassy. So I followed him. So I joined the education part. So our job was to promote Australian education system, Australian educational institutions in Korea. So since then, that was my specialty to promote Australian education system to potential Korean students. And later, I had the chance to join IDP Korea um, as the country director. So again, it's very privileged and I felt I was lucky to have the chance mm. to, to work at that position. And in such a high position, like what did you learn about yourself? Or like what did you learn having to be in charge of people? So at that position, um, several of my duties, first first I need to run the office, I, I need to manage the business. So it really um, enabled me to be more organized and mm. um, more organized person and then uh, become more professional as well. And again, on other parts, I, I, I got to meet really a lot of people, um, clients from Australia, 
all school, I mean school or TAFE or university, all visitors coming to Korea to meet with the potential students. So I need to meet with them to introduce Korea market and opposite I need to meet potential students and parents or education uh, people to introduce Australian education to them so it's a really um, outreaching position mm. I, I, I can't be at my just office I need to go out and with I mean meeting with the people have a meeting and then talking and presentation and so I learned all those kind of um, skills or so you've done a lot of public mm-hmm. speaking actually yes so that's how mm. I became totally different yeah. I mean I was just so shy girl at the beginning I told you even my first day at uni when I walked to the library I was too shy to oh, to to walk to the study area because I believe I think everyone is watching me and I'm not pretty enough or whatever but then later um, as you can feel now I mean the older listeners I'm not maybe my English is not good enough whatever whatever but I'm not too shy to come out and to talk to you guys it's yeah. a, it's all because of my experience. experience. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, yeah. because yeah. I was gonna say I was thinking of all these things. Like you've done a lot of public speaking. Like even at my school, my mom would come in sometimes and like talk sometimes to the class in my old school. Y- yes, I did. Yeah, and yeah. my mom was part of like the pe- the PTO. She was one of those moms. <laughs> um, I'm sure you know what I mean. And she like you, we did public speaking. Even my mom and I, we actually. MC'd a father and daughter night event. Right. My mom somehow got me in there. I don't know how she did that. But she said, like, oh, I have a daughter. And so we actually MC'd the event. And I don't know what those dads were thinking. Like, who were these two girls doing it? But yeah, my mom's done a lot of public speaking. And yeah, because public speaking is like, so everyone fears public speaking. Do you have any advice to people who fear public speaking? Because I think it's the number one fear that everyone mm-hmm. has. It's mm-hmm. even more fearful than spiders, apparently. You know, of course, I had, I had, and I have the fear as well. Mm. But then two things I all the time think. The first thing is when I, uh, when I walk to the stage, and then when I got the mic to talk to the people, I all the time think, the audience. My focus is not on me. I believe if I think of myself, then I will be nervous, you know. Mm. I think, oh, I'm, I might not be good enough or I'm worried if I make a mistake, what happened, whatever, whatever. But I switched off about myself. And then I really uh, turn on my interest to audience. And I know why I'm there. I'm there to entertain audience. Mm. There are audience to listen to me while sitting there to enjoy my speech whatever so it's like a service attitude yeah that really helped me worry uh, stop worrying about myself because when people are not uh, confident or when they are shy nervous it's because they believe oh I, I might not be good enough I might make a mistake it's all about me me so I switched off about myself mm. I only thinking about people sitting there like my client my audience and i'm there to entertain them i'm there for them they don't want to listen my nervous voice then it's not enjoyable so i'm um and anyway that really helped me so you put your focus on the audience audience 
That yeah. really helped me. And then I know what they want. They want me to make them laugh. They want me to make them um, comfortable. Comfortable, exactly, time, yeah. exactly, isn't it? So I make my voice calm, not nervous voice, or, or I'm not thinking about myself. I only focus on them. And then normally nine out of ten, my presentation or my show, uh, I I got a good feedback. I. Mm. I mm. Okay, yeah. I think public speaking is one of those things that, like, everyone's going to have different journeys with and you just need experience. Oh, actually, And you'll have different revelations. And then, actually, that's number one mindset. And then number two, sort of a secret or number two, uh, number two strategy to help me is practice. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Experience. Practice, 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 practice. practice. (laughs) You are confident. Yeah, yeah. So actually, um, one of the sessions I conducted in Melbourne, after my session, one Australian girl who's blonde and very pretty, and to me, she looks so poised. She came to me, and then actually she said, wow, what's your secret? You are so poised, whatever, whatever. And then guess what? The previous night, 2 a.m., I got up, I came out of my bed because I stayed at at a hotel room and I walked to the bathroom in front of the mirror. I practiced, practiced. Wait, at 2 a.m.? Yeah. And what time was the session? Um, like uh, it, it was the morning session. So you stayed up for five hours in the morning? Yeah, like that. What so the she, she didn't know. <laughs> she didn't know what I did behind the curtain, isn't it? Yeah. And then she said, oh, you look so poised. How? Because... They kind of practice, mm. practice. So I was not poised or uh, relaxed behind the curtain. But when I came out of the curtain, I changed. Yeah. Like yeah. That. It's it's like it's the same thing for anything. If you see a great public speaker, if you see a great soccer player, if you see a great pianist, you just see the surface. You don't see the iceberg underneath yeah. it. There's hours of practice like yeah. underneath they it. They really make you confident and uh, comfortable yeah and actually what i don't think people realize is that we do public speaking every single day like my mom and i we're talking into a microphone right now this is public speaking and like Mm. when you talk to your friends on the phone that's public speaking as well so like i guess you just have to like you know just keep practicing take the opportunities actually you got really good point you know i remember this show i don't remember the name but she's a very very famous uh, Oprah? Song, what is a song in English? Like a voice? The voice? Like before, when I was young, we watched international American movies a lot. And then there was dubbing. Oh, yeah, dubbing? Yeah, yeah. So those people. Oh, one of the dubbing actresses? Yeah, yeah. yeah? So she has a beautiful voice. Um, when she talked, it sounded really beautiful. And then she had an interview. An interviewer asked her, how can you speak uh, so beautifully and then though she said her tvs doesn't matter it's a phone conversation or talking to your friends or really the um the interview mc uh, actually she's a famous mc as well she said that every time when she talk she think public speaking public speaking see i said the same thing yeah Yeah. official conversation Yeah, so, like, anytime you talk, it's public speaking, basically. Mm. Um, okay, so, <laughs> so yeah, that was a bit of a tangent. Um, so, okay, this is another question I'm going to sneak in here. What's sort of the best compliment someone has ever given you? Compliment? Yeah, what's a compliment? Uh, there are several things. Which one should I say? 
maybe maybe this one. Okay. So when I was a kid, I was the second daughter in my family. So I, I have one elder sister and I'm second daughter. And my brother below me is a son and then daughter, so my, my sister. Yeah. And my father, I mean, in olden days in Korea, parents prefer boys to girls. So when I was born, it was a big disappointment. Um, so my father was so disappointed uh, my mom had another girl. And my father actually was in the army. So he uh, he was released to see me. And later I, I overheard when my mom said this to someone. So my father arrived in the house and I cried. Uh, and then my voice was so loud. So my father thought, oh, actually it's a boy. And then... She uh she wanna make it big surprise. So said it was Dora. So my father rushed to the room and then checked me and then, you know, I was a girl mm-hmm. and so he was so I mean disappointed. Whatever this story, um. So it's like a second daughter. Um, I didn't get many like compliments when I grew up. Yeah. So my first compliment it's. In my mind, all the time as well. When I was in fifth grade of elementary school, we moved to the newly developed part of Seoul. Mm-hmm. So I moved to school, and it was a math math uh, class. And then teacher asked us one question, and everyone raised their hands. It's an easy question, I presumed. And surprisingly, I raised my hand as well. Mm-hmm. And the teacher picked me. And then I said the answer, and he really praised me. He he loved my way of uh, approaching to solve out the questions because he believed getting right answer is not enough. But anyway, he loved my approach. So he really praised me. Oh, Mia is good, and she's from the good school, whatever, so she, whatever, whatever. And then, because I was not used to get a compliment, I was... What's going on? What's going on? <laughs> and the first question just changed me. Mm. So I came out of my shell first time. So there are several sort of momentums in my life. That was the first momentum I came, came out of my like zone and then mm. I changed. So I became smart after that and I'm, I was a little bit more maybe confident like mm. that. So I, I still remember the first compliment that teacher gave me. Wow, yeah. okay, okay, yeah. Yeah, I think compliments are so good. Like they can really change someone's mm. perspective on things and it's so easy to give, it's free. So like go and give compliments. <laughs> <laughs> and can I tell you yeah. maybe my second compliments I got and then okay, yeah. I she likes this question. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Um, so in 1988, oh my gosh, <laughs> that seems so old. Korea held uh, um, the Seoul Olympic Games. Yeah, we were right. so excited, and and I was a volunteer um, as English interpreter. And then we had all the sort of screening procedures, and I was chosen as VIP volunteers. So it's like selective uh, interpreters. And I was chosen for helping kind of a high position 
um, VIPs. So even it was a volunteer position, but I was paid and I was given a car and driver. Oh damn! Yes. A driver as well. Wow! Yeah. But not for me, but for VIPs. But anyway, so after Olympic is finished, and then there was like some event, and 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 I met the the uh, the staff member who interviewed me. And then we talked, and then actually he 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 finally told me um, the reason he chose for that special interpretation group is he said actually your English was not um, a little bit of a questionable, but then, <laughs> but then he said he knew uh, whatever position he gave me. I will do my best to, to complete it well. So he was confident. He saw my sort of attitude. Yeah. And he told me that's how he chose me. And again, oh, really? I was surprised. But that comment and a few experience with my school teachers in school days as well. Ah, so he, cho- he chose me because he trusted me. Ah, you know, it's a, another like eye-opening whatever. So since then, doesn't matter the duty or the task is big or small. When other people trust me and give me some kind of a task, I have that habit. I want to do my best. I don't want to disappoint them. Or my basic attitude is uh, gratefulness. Oh, he believed me. Maybe I have that attitude because uh, my old my baby days, as I said, I didn't have many compliments or you know maybe <laughs> yeah. But anyway, so that was again one of the biggest compliments I remember mm, and yeah. and again helped me to have a right attitude. Okay, <laughs> okay, yeah. Those are two two really good compliments. So. Um, I kind of like went over your career kind of fast. Is there anything you want to say about your career? Anything that's kind of stood out to you in your career? Any big changes in your career? Challenges of your career? Highlights of your career that you want to say? Or um, a few comments. Yeah. You know, our show is really um designed to help uh, other people or young people mm-hmm. to listen and to grow. Yeah. So um, sort of tips I want to give is the first one. Oh yeah, I have that question at the end. Ah, okay, then let's, let's, then? okay, let's, okay, save okay, then I'll go into my okay. wrapping up questions. Mm. So, um, we asked this question, I think we asked this question to everyone, but, um, okay, in short, I was trying to think of a way to word this, but do you have any regrets, like anything that you wish that you could have done differently, um, mm. in your career or even your life? Like, do you have any regrets? I really believe everyone has their own regrets and, you know, we're not robots and everyone can make mistakes. And so this one, and I want to focus on positive things or future, not past. (laughs) Your strength, you're being positive. Yeah, so let's just skip this question. Wait, what? (laughs) Wait, what? Okay, or if you really want... Regrets, this isn't a negative question. It's something like, oh, you wish you could have done this differently, but looking back on it, you've grown and you've now become more mature to recognize that you could have, that you would have wanted to do it differently. I mean, like, for example, I mean, like any, like, you don't have any, you just don't want to, you want to skip this regret question? 
Yes. Yeah. <laughs> okay, because my mum is just such a positive person. <laughs> yeah, yeah. She doesn't even want to yeah. touch on this negative thing. Yes. Okay, then. Okay, <laughs> okay well, then we're going to come to the last question. So we've talked a lot about the things that you've learned and experienced. Um, but you've given mm. us a lot of advice throughout this whole um, interview. But what is one piece or I know my mom is probably going to give a lot so <laughs> what's some advice or like a final words of advice that you wish that you could tell anyone that's like you know young like on the brink of things like what's a piece of advice that you would tell um okay first of all my book title you are enough mm. so I want you to remember what I want you to believe you are enough and you are special um, so to go out, enjoy your life and to do with more confident attitude, positive attitude. And again, let's just say you are not enough. But if you don't try, if you are just in your room, nothing is changing or nothing will happen. Though you are not enough, you need to do it. You need to try it. Then you can be enough. So from the beginning, just to believe you are enough mm. and then have some courage um, have a more positive or even attitude. If you're not enough. Fake it till you make it. Yes. Yeah. 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 <laughs> but you are enough. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Because if you don't try, nothing will happen, mm. and no improvement. So that's one thing I want to say. And second thing is, like our um, the show. Listen to grow. The yeah. Channel. Listen to grow. I mean, especially younger generations listen a lot. Yeah. to grow and here listen not only listen with your ears but experience a lot oh, that's really good advice someone yeah really I like this one. then you can find yourself better as well you know i really like this one this actually reminds me of this quote that i really like mm. like 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 my mom is saying you need to listen in order to grow yeah. you need to learn experience mm-hmm. that's what you're saying yeah. you need to go yes. out and do experiences mm-hmm. you need to Put yourself out there. You need to treat the world. This is a quote I remember. I think Kobe Bryant said this. You need oh, to treat okay. the world as your library. Mm. Like when you go out, when you're in a library, there's so much things you can learn, right? The world is the same thing. Like the, the world is mm. the same thing. It's you got to treat the world like your library. Treat the world as like every single day you get up. Like what can I learn today? Because mm. if you can learn something new any day that you put yourself and you get these experiences, then that goes it pays dividends in the future. So yeah, I really like I mm. like this one. This is like I was clapping. <laughs> okay, this good. Is, that's a good piece of advice. Thank you, Sora. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so you gotta try something. Yeah. Otherwise nothing really happened. You mm. have two eyes, so see a lot. Oh wow. You have two ears, <laughs> listen a lot. You have two hands, two legs, walk a lot. Grochi. <laughs> and you have two hands. And so you need to do, you need to try need things. To write. Then you can make something happen. Oh, and but don't, if, don't mm. forget, you have one mouth. So you need public speak. You <laughs> okay. need to talk as yeah. well. Yeah, you need to talk and you need to meet with other people and then have a conversation. So, so if you wait until you are uh, perfect to do something, then maybe no time, no chance to come. Mm. you got to try first, then you can make things uh, perfectly as well. Oh, mm. okay. That was good <laughs> advice, Amma. Okay, I think my daughter is happy, so I, I think that's <laughs> enough now. Yeah. Oh, wait. I, there was this one question, but mm-hmm. like, usually I end on that question. But do you want me to ask it anyways? Mm-hmm. Do you, Would you have thought that you could have done all of this when you were younger? Like, are you like... No, not at all. Especially my children. Sora yeah. and Hano, my son. They are one of the biggest surprises for me and... Um, 
yeah, I I had no idea I would have <laughs> this beautiful kids. <laughs> Do you know why I asked you that question? Because when I was reading like the things I saw, and I was like, "Oh my gosh!" <laughs> yeah, because we usually end on that last question, but I forgot yeah. to ask this one. Okay, well, um, I hope you've learned something from my mom's story so far. Um, as you can tell, it's probably not over yet. Maybe we'll do like a follow up interview in like a year's time, mm. and watch out maybe for a possible book. Yeah, but, like if, who knows how long that will take. If there's my second interview, you will see more improvement, isn't it? Yeah. So, <laughs> as you can hear. I'm not perfect, yeah, but I tried because she's enough. Yeah. So next time, I'll, I can be better. Yeah. So yeah, thank you so much for making it this far uh, again. Sorry, just again. I hope you've learned something. Um, and we'll see you next time. Can't wait to see you again. Okay. Bye. Bye, everyone. Bye.